0: In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, where I'll ask the question How are faith and authority related? Matthew 8, verses 5 through 13 says When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness, in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. Jesus, in his ministry, had established himself as a very capable healer. He was able to heal any and all ailments that came before him. And it was absolutely amazing the way he was able to heal folks. He was healing all manner of disease, things that people didn't think were even possible to overcome. Jesus was healing them time and again. There was no one that he was unable to heal. And this is something that the centurion had heard about. And when the centurion had heard about it, he, who had a sick servant, went to Jesus and said, Jesus, can you heal my servant, please? And during this whole interaction, he reveals that he has a profound understanding of the authority that Jesus Christ has, and he has a great faith in that power and authority. So here are three thoughts from Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, answering the question, How are faith and authority related? Thought number one, authority. Authority sort of works like this. If you have authority over somebody else, then they have to do the things that you say. And this centurion is someone who knew that. He knew he had a responsibility to take care of his servant. He also knew that his servant had a responsibility to do all the things that he commanded him. Well, with this in mind, the centurion goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, will you please heal my servant? And Jesus says, sure, I'll go along and I'll do it. And when The centurion hears that Jesus is going to come to his house. He says, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that because I understand that you have greater authority over creation than you've demonstrated. I understand that you have sufficient power. You don't need to even be in the same room. You don't need to be in the same house, not even in the same city or the same region to heal my servant. You can just heal him because you have the power over these things. The centurion understood authority particularly the authority that Christ has over creation in a much greater way than most of us have understood it. Thought number two, faith. Okay, so the centurion has established that Jesus has authority over creation, but it's significant to understand that not only does he recognize that that authority exists, but he actually believes in it. So, There's lots of times where we will say, oh, I understand that the police have authority over me, but I don't necessarily think I need to do exactly what it is that they say all the time. And then you end up on an episode of Cops. But what the centurion is doing with Jesus is he really believes that Jesus has this authority. It's something that he's demonstrated time and again, and he understands authority because he has told people what to do and has witnessed them obeying him in his position as a military leader. So he has a greater understanding of the authority that Jesus has and really believes, really has faith that Jesus has all this power. So he simply says to Jesus, you don't have to bother yourself with all those things. Just heal him now. Work your miracle now and demonstrate that you have all this power. When the centurion does that, he demonstrates that he has a profound faith in the authority of Christ over creation. And I wonder how many of us would believe that Jesus had the ability to do that, having never seen him do that sort of thing before. Thought number three, feasting. Ultimately, when you acknowledge the authority that Christ has over all creation, you really believe it, then you can trust that at one point you will be feasting with the patriarchs. You see, Jesus says, I haven't even met people in Israel who have the faith of this centurion, the faith of this foreigner. The faith of this person who isn't even a part of the people of God. He's not even a child of Israel, but he has more faith than the children of Abraham. He has more faith than all of the leaders of Israel. And because he has this great faith, then he is going to be invited into the great feasting of the patriarchs. And Jesus starts to explain something that we have witnessed through the beauty of the gospel being spread that the gospel is not simply for those who are biologically connected to Abraham, but the gospel is for all different types of people. You don't need to be a descendant physically of the covenant people to be a member of the covenant, because the covenant ushers people in on the basis of faith. And that is such a beautiful picture of the manner in which God used his own covenant people to be a blessing to all the world. So Jesus says there will be people from the Far East, there will be people from the Far West who ultimately come and feast with Abraham. And at the same time, there will be children of Abraham who are cast into outer darkness. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a warning and a celebration that those who have true faith in the authority of Christ will ultimately feast with the saints. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Matthew chapters 8 through 10.